Welcome to Table 86, a podcast celebrating Black and other underrepresented talent transforming the landscape of the food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Gio Darwin. Let's take a seat. Product reviews, to special types of diets, to cooking with minimal ingredients, it's always a welcome surprise when I stumble upon an influencer who has pursued an area of food content creation I never thought about. And today's guest was one of those surprises. At the table today is Tracy Johnson, the talented influencer behind Tracy Joe's. Listen in to learn how she turned her passion for cooking with products from Trader Joe's into a viral Instagram account, her biggest learnings while growing her brand, and some major details on her forthcoming cookbook, Cooking with Five Ingredients from Trader Joe's. Tracy, I cannot thank you enough for joining me this evening. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I didn't know this before, you know, I planned and asked you to have you asked to have you on the show, but mm-hmm. you are also living in Philadelphia like me and we live in the same neighborhood. So small world, yeah. <laughs> very small world. It was so exciting <laughs> to find that out. Yeah. So before we dive in, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into food content creation? Yeah. So, um, I'm a historian. Um, and when I went on a research trip actually to New York, it was like a month long research trip, um, to the archives and Mm -hmm. I was staying with friends. And then one week I was staying with, um, an Airbnb family and the mom actually worked at a restaurant and she would come home every night and make the most amazing meals. And she would share with me. And I asked her, you know, where, did you like come up with these ideas? Where did you get this, uh, th- this recipe and these, and these, this food from, and she would tell me, you know, this is actually everything's from Trader Joe's. Mm. And it was just amazing <laughs> to me to think about how she, you know, leveled up all of these meals, um, with Trader Joe's ingredients and also just like using herbs, like fresh mm-hmm. herbs and, things that I had like never really thought about. I had never, I was really spoiled growing up and my mom <laughs> cooked everything for me. And so, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So my first year of grad school, actually, when I was like living on my own, I like only knew how to roast vegetables. And like, if I would had to make something, I would have to call my mom <laughs> if I was like, trying to make meat or something. I just didn't know how to cook. So basically, uh, once I started kind of Uh, my second and third year of grad school. And I took this archive trip and I had this experience with this Airbnb family. I decided like, let me show my trials and tribulations of making Trader Joe's meals um, through Instagram. That is really awesome. So I have to ask, when was the first time you went to a Trader Joe's? Because growing up, I didn't have them like in my hometown. Mm -hmm. So the first time I went to Trader Joe's, I was in college and Mm -hmm. I think it was my maybe sophomore or junior year in college. Um, and so, yeah, that was my first experience, even though I realized that I had actually had <laughs> Trader Joe's, um, in my hometown, uh, in Vir- I'm from originally from Virginia. Um, oh, nice. yeah. So, but like we went to like giant, it was like the, the main yes. the grocery yes. store there, <laughs> like Safeway. So I never, I never got, uh, tried Trader Joe's when I was uh, growing up. So it's funny. I, I love the story of you, being on a research trip, you said for a year? Um, it was actually just a month long research. Oh, trip. oh I got it. So I love a story yeah. of you being on this research trip for, for a month. Um, and mm-hmm. as you said, you're a historian, uh, 
can you tell me a little bit about your educational background and what makes you a historian? Yeah, so I got my undergraduate degree in history um, from William and Mary, uh, which is in Virginia. And then I took a year off to kind of decide if I wanted to pursue history as a career. Um, I, for a moment, thought about going to law school, um, but a lot of my professors had told me like, no, like you have this gift. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And which is like funny to me because nobody, I feel like people don't grow up wanting to be like a historian. Um, And so I took a year off and then I ended up going to grad school. So I am at Rutgers and I'm studying African-American history, specifically Black visual artists in New York City after the Harlem Renaissance. And I look at them as educators and community builders, um, Mm -hmm. institution builders. So um, that's why my research brought me to New York uh, at the beginning of my story. So it's really cool because even in your studies, you are studying creatives. Mm -hmm. And I always say, and one of the reasons why I started the podcast is that like content creation um, is certainly a form of creativity and the people behind mm-hmm. it are food creators. So yeah. what led you to get into the content creation space? Because I know like you had this great experience with um, someone who was making fantastic food from Trader Joe's, but mm-hmm. then what made you take the leap to like creating an Instagram account around it? Yeah, so I had actually like tried to make different Instagram kind of like influencer quote unquote pages, um, throughout my life. So actually Mm -hmm. my, um, when I was an undergrad, I had like a blog that was pretty popular, um, just kind of like social commentary of what was going on on campus. Mm. And then, um, in the middle, uh, in my gap year between undergrad and grad school, I had a Instagram called beauty and grains. And so it was like food, like health food, but it was also like my natural hair journey. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so I had like a small, you know, probably like mm, 500 people following me on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't big. Um, and then I stopped and then I, um, decided to make this, I, I felt like I kind of understood Instagram and like the, how, how to, you know, gain followers and how to, um, interact with people and, mm-hmm. and what, you know, people would connect with. So, um, through trial and error based on like other <laughs> pages and stuff that I've made and tried. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I talked to a lot of content creators, uh, who are big like you mm-hmm. and they are, are, who've made it big, who've beat the algorithm, who's gotten the mm-hmm. followers who have high engagement because they create quality content. And they all say, for the most part, that this wasn't their first venture into social media, that mm-hmm. they have always had it in their blood and, and done something in the past, either a blog or, you know, a YouTube channel or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, because you have had other things, you've had the blog, you had another Instagram account. How have you mm-hmm. seen that evolve and change or be different when you started Tracy Joe's? Yeah. So I like one of the things in one of the things that you have to do, I guess, if you're trying to get a big following is to have genuine engagement with other pages. So, you know, I made Tracy Joe's and then I started following a bunch of other Trader Joe's influencers and Mm. I would, you know, comment on their pictures. I would tag them in my pictures. Um, 
And I find that most people actually in the Trader Joe's space are so nice. Like we all know each other's first names. We mm-hmm. like gossip. There's like Trader Joe's influencer drama. Like it's really like, an interesting, <laughs> which I was like, this is so funny. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's just like about like kind of genuine engagement. And I feel like much like, you know, the crew member, crew members at Trader Joe's who are so nice and, and uh, genuine people. I feel like that's how the, the Trader Joe's influencer spaces. So, mm. um, we like all really support each other and repost each other. So that helped. Um, so I think that was the big difference with this one is that it, the, the community is just a super positive, uh, community. Yeah. And I think I talk about this a lot on the show that the community piece to, uh, food blogging in general or food content creation more broadly, because I, I see Instagrams as a form of microblogs. Um, mm-hmm is that uh, there's a huge, at least, network that I see in the Black food content creation community and um, where we're very supportive. And I think that goes a long way for engagement um, and and how we can amplify our voices. So uh, I think it's great that you have that in the Trader Joe's food community, uh, which I didn't even know existed, but (laughs) I'm always surprised to learn new things like that. you are the first Trader Joe's blogger that I came across. So now I'm going to have to go explore some, some others. Are there any that you recommend? Yeah, I love, um, there's this one page called Joe's before bros and (laughs) she is a woman of color and she does reviews, um, of different products and she is really, really funny. Her captions always crack me up. Um, and then there's Black Girls and Trader Joe's, which I'm sure a lot of your followers um, mm-hmm. or listeners probably follow. But um, the the creator of Black Girls and Trader Joe's, D, um, also has a Facebook page. And it is just like so funny. There's such community there. There's like tens of thousands um, of members of the Facebook page. And um, it's always just like a really good time in that Facebook page. So um, those are my favorite uh, awesome. Trader Joe's content creators. I, I I think that's that's fantastic, and I love uh, I love the name. So yeah. Joe's before Bros, mm-hmm. Black Girls and Trader Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> great, great. Yeah. So another exciting thing that I wanted to talk about is you have a cookbook uh, yes. coming out, and I have met a few people who've done cookbooks, but mm-hmm. I am always fascinated by how it comes about and. I saw you're going to be sold in some major stores. So I'm just, tell me a little bit about how you got into even wanting to start creating a cookbook and um, where you're at in the process. Yeah. So I have wanted uh, to create a cookbook maybe like within the first year of this page and um, for my Instagram page. And I was, you know, trying to think of ways like, how am I going to sell it? How am I going to, you know, the money issues about like taxes, you know, just the whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like a historian. I'm not a math person. Like I was busy getting my PhD. It was just like above me and above like my pay grade to even think about it. Um, and luckily um, one of my followers was worked for a publishing company. And mm. so she was like, I love your page. I love your content. Like I've had tried a bunch of your recipes. Like we would love to make a five ingredient Trader Joe's uh, cookbook book featuring like your recipes, like with your recipes. And so, um, that's really how it all got started. And, um, yeah, I just got really, really lucky, really blessed that, um, she reached out to me. 
Oh, so that is awesome that you had a follower uh, who <laughs> followed you and uh, was excited to go on that journey with you. Mm-hmm. What is it like behind the scenes planning a cookbook? So it is, so for me, there are things because I wasn't self-published. I know some people um, in the Trader Joe's communities have have cookbooks and they are self-published. So they have, you know, more work to do in terms of like photographing, you know, their stuff. Like in, in, um, with me, I, I was able to have a food photographer that was like built into what the publishers were doing. So I didn't Mm. have to worry about like, okay, not only am I going to have to think of all these recipes, I'm going to have to like, you know, do a setup and make sure I have the good lighting and maybe I have to get a camera because I, I just use my iPhone for my, um, Instagram. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so luckily I didn't have to worry about that, but it was, it was just really tough because I was like on a tight timeline. I was also finishing up my dissertation. Um, Mm. but you're kind of like, you know, she's like, Hey, you know, three to four months, can you come up with 50 to 60 recipes? Only 10 of those recipes can come from your blog slash Instagram. So I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) like this is, that's a lot of recipes, you know? Right. Right. Um, especially when you're, I'm, I'm writing, I'm doing research, I'm, you know, doing a a thousand different things, um, in grad school. So it was, it was a tough process. Um, I was also getting, I I got married last October. So it was just like, (laughs) I'm getting married. I'm it's Christmas, it's Thanksgiving. It's there, you know, it's just a ton of things. Um, but the process ended up being enjoyable because you really get to use your creativity and, and come up with new things. And even if they're not necessarily like new, recipes it's it's ways of putting things together that maybe you didn't think about so I'm like okay like a shrimp and broccoli alfredo blah 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 and like let's think about how to elevate it a little bit but like those are things that I never made before I started my cookbook and had to be like okay I have to come up with 50 new recipes in three months Um, Mm, mm. so yeah so it was a little stressful but it was like great for creativity (laughs) you know that's amazing because you know, you don't, you don't think about it, but like you, you do a really good job with that on your, your feed having Mm -hmm. like, is it, is your feed five ingredients or do you just have like minimal ingredients? Because I I see both in the pictures. I feel like. Yeah. It's mostly minimal ingredients. Sometimes it's like a lot, um, but it's, it's mostly minimal ingredients. Yeah. And, and so like, what's your creative process like then? Um, Do you just go in the store and like, Hey, these things will look interesting today or, um, (laughs) Or are you like going before you go into the store, you come in with a plan and like, these are the things I want to try. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. Um, on my page, maybe two weeks ago, I posted about some barbecue pork chops and mashed potatoes. And I think I had a side of green beans, um, but I, I hadn't planned that beforehand. I just, I knew that I wanted barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm also craving like Southerny feeling food. And I, in the store, I was like, okay, this is the meal I'm going to make. Um, sometimes it comes from me. I really love watching <laughs> diners, drive-ins and dives with mm. uh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> and just like cooking shows, they always inspire me. So even if I'm like, even if I go to a restaurant, a lot of my early recipes were things I had at restaurants. So they weren't necessarily always minimal ingredients, but they were things that I was like, oh, this is really good. I think I can make this. Recreate it at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how a lot of my recipes are, are, you know, inspired from TV or something that I had, um, in real life. It's funny because even though Trader Joe's is a fairly small grocery store, 
Mm-hmm. You mentioned Giant earlier. I grew up with Giant as well. Giant yeah. and, and, you know, we have an Acme in our neighborhood. Those are really large grocery stores yeah. with tons of products. You know, Tra- Trader Joe's has some fan- they fantastic curated products, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the possibilities are endless when you start putting them together. Yeah, they truly are. <laughs> so today, what would you say is one of your favorite recipes you ever created? Well, not too long ago, I made a almost vegan, um, uh, so not vegan at all, but a corn chowder (laughs) (laughs) that I like really wanted to make it vegan, but I only had um, chicken broth and I like hate driving. So I didn't feel like going and like going to the grocery store, but I had like coconut milk in it to make it creamy, um, potatoes. I blended it um, and fresh corn. So like during corn season, I love to do that. Mm. Um, and so that was one of my favorite ones. Another one was a uh, roasted tomatillo soup. So with the um, green salsa verde that's uh, at Trader Joe's and chicken um, and chicken broth, obviously. And then I like had some cilantro, some avocado to top it with when I was like doing Whole30. Um, that was another time I got super creative and that mm. turned out to be like actually one of my favorite meals. Um, diets will always do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to be creative when you're limiting, um, limiting your, um, yeah. the foods that you can intake. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So switching gears, but along the same vein, what are some of your favorite products at Trader Joe's? Yes. So my favorite products, some of them are, are kind of basic. So I love the organic jasmine rice it's microwavable Mm. and you just like pop it in the microwave and in three minutes you honestly have the (laughs) best cooked rice I it like has such a chokehold on me like I get it every single time um I love the orange chicken of course um what else do I love oh they have this jalapeno um hot sauce that it says like the spice level is super high, but it's actually not. I'm a person who is really sensitive to spice, mm. um, but it's like more like savory and peppery. I don't know how to explain it, but I put it on like my eggs, my, like I can't, I have it almost on everything, like avocado toast, like everything. Yeah. And I don't know if they do it so much in COVID because I don't go as often as I used to when I used to work right near the one that you go to um, in mm-hmm. Center City. I used to like that they did samples. Mm, yes, they don't do them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I figured not in the yeah. current times they wouldn't, but that was always, I, I mean, what I liked about that experience is that you, again, because they're, I, I guess I could say boutique, um, but <laughs> they they um, do have limited products. Like when you're trying to product, there's actually something that you would probably use if you really like it. So yeah. that's, and it's easy to pick up and the prices are great. So it's not like a product that you're spending a whole lot of money on. Yeah. And then to, just to, to piggyback off of your statement about the, the food that they used to, the samples that they used to have, like they also used to have them paired in such a way that like they, it was kind of like my page, like they mm. had things that you never thought about putting together or like that you maybe wouldn't try. One thing I'm thinking about is the soy chorizo, which is also one of my favorite things um, that they have. And I'm like, not a vegetarian, not a vegan, but like, I love that soy chorizo. And the first time I had it, um, you know, they had it with some rice and some Mm. cilantro. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that, I think it was actually my first year of grad school. And I probably had that, got that soy chorizo every single week. It's so good. So you've been blogging now for about how long, or you've been doing content creation for about how long? Um, for this page, I think this is about to be my third year. Um, yeah, I think it's about to be my third year. (laughs) So 
Yeah. Nice. Time time does fly, you know, we're in the COVID time warp. Mm -hmm. So in that time, what have been some of your proudest moments or accomplishments? So uh, definitely the cookbook, I would say, is number Mm -hmm. one. Um, And then I would say even getting like 10,000 followers. I thought this page was just going to be my friends following along. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe a few randos, but it really grew. And um, yeah, that was an exciting moment. Another exciting time. Well, just the times when people message me um, and they tell me like, hey, like you're, you know, I'm a working mom and I have three kids and like, they love your recipes. You make my life mm. so much easier. I, I can see what's on your page and I know what to go get from the grocery store. So those are like little moments that, you know, I didn't think you just don't think your page is going to like touch people in that way or like help people like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's just the fact that like people are like actually really appreciative of you. Um, that that's like a proud moment too. Definitely. And it's nice when you're creating content that touches or helps other people and Mm -hmm. um people don't always think about that in the food space but like I I love the example you just gave of like uh, a mom who's trying to cook for our kids and like you have these simple recipes that they love like that's a bet that's a huge benefit to her um Mm -hmm. and on top of that at Trader Joe's which is a lower cost than most grocery stores at least here um (laughs) (laughs) another benefit so I I can see where that's great um it's, it's great to hear. It feels good to hear. Um, with that being said, uh, you know, you've talked about your proudest moments. What have you learned during this time? Hmm. I think the one thing I learned is just to follow your gut and do what you want to do and really just stick with it. Um, and not to get discouraged, you know, if there are imitators because imitation is the, you know, highest form of flattery. flattery. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I know that, you know, well, for me, I didn't think that many people would be following me in the first place. So I was never like upset if I didn't think my following was like what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I, I still just stuck with kind of my, okay, here are the products. And the next slide is here's what the food looks like. And then you know, I would see other people in the Trader Joe's space specifically starting to do that. And it like would make me kind of upset. And then I was like, should I change what I do? You know, mm-hmm. and, and some of those people don't have an Instagram anymore or like don't post anymore, you know? So it's just like, okay, you know, um, just sticking <laughs> with what, with what you're doing. Um, for me, it's working. And, you know, if other people want to do it, that's fine. Like, just know that, you know, your lane is your lane and anybody else trying to get in it, they're not going to dim your in your shine. shine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And I think that also speaks to the importance of authenticity. Like yeah. you are being authentic to what you want to do. Um, I think a lot of people are chasing the influence, um, mm-hmm. especially on Instagram. Like, yeah. Or, and I've gotten caught in it too, being in like this space for a while. Like there are times when you're like, this person's doing this and getting all these likes, I should be doing mm-hmm. that too. Uh, but you know, it is important to remain authentic to what you want to do. Um, cause you never know where it's going to take you. Um, yeah. and obviously it served you very well and you're getting to like <laughs> realize some dreams that you wanted to, to do at the beginning of this. And, and that's, what's amazing. And so, yeah. um, so we've talked all about the blog, talked about your mm. love for Trader Joe's and, mm. um, we've talked about your cookbook, which, when does that come out? It comes out November 23rd, but it's available for pre-order now. 
Awesome. So we've talked about all that and I want to know what's next, what's after the cookbook and what are some of your future goals for your brand? That's a great question. (laughs) I think after the cookbook, one thing I want to do, which is like so small, but I like would love to learn how to like actually use TikTok and to Mm -hmm. gain a following on there. Um, I feel like I'm such an old millennial. It takes me so long to make one TikTok video. And it's like, I just feel, you know, it's not getting a lot of engagement and that's fine. I just feel like I need to learn it more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's like a small, like little goal. Well, it's not small, you know, TikTok is huge, but like that's one of the goals that I have. Um, Yeah, another, I would also love to just like, not just be, Trader Joe's like so I don't know if I have to like make another page that's cooking or Mm -hmm. what but not just be like in this kind of pigeonhole of like only Trader Joe's you know because even if it's like or you know there are some grocery stores uh Whole Foods I know is one they like actually (laughs) pay people that um influence influence for them I see. So um, sometimes I'm like, okay, what, what, what's that? All right, Tracy, it is time for a table topic. And table topics are a portion of my show where my guest, you, get to drop some knowledge uh, or share some tips with my listeners. And um, I wanted to have a little fun because the products that you feature on your page are from Trader Joe's and you even mentioned a few of your favorites in this episode mm-hmm. and also in honor of your cookbook yes. I thought what I could do is list out some of my favorite okay Trader Joe's products <laughs> mm-hmm. and have you tell me uh, what type of meal you would cook with them um, because I know okay. one of the things that you do is up leveling uh, the basic Trader Joe's items so I thought that would be cool yeah. Okay, perfect. And I have about seven, so this should be fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, I, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but I love it. Uh, we mentioned that everybody loves the pot stickers. Yes. The chicken gyoza pot stickers. How would you use that? Yes. Okay. This is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> so I, so one way, so the, first of all, the best way to cook them is to have like a pan or like a skillet nonstick um, on medium to medium high heat, have some avocado or coconut oil, something with like a high smoke point and um, cook them until they're brown on one side and then add like a splash of water and then cover it with um, the lid of a pan so they can kind of steam. And then you keep doing that back and forth. So you have like a little bit of you steam a little bit, you fry a little bit. And so that way they're like crunchy, but cooked on the inside and so like soft. Um, I would, a fun way to, to, to up level that is to make a soup. Um, so you can do the chicken, um, or veggie or the pork pot stickers and, you know, have some chicken broth and you can make it, you know, kind of Thai there. They have a, mm. a Thai curry. So you could add, you know, a couple of tablespoons or like one fourth of a cup of uh, the Thai red or green curry and some cilantro and green onion. Um, So that's one way that I would, I would level that up. 
That sounds delicious. And, you know, I never thought about using, I've gotten the, the, the Thai chili sauce and Thai curry sauce mm-hmm. rather. And I, I've, I've only like marinated meats with it or made it yeah. in those type of dishes, but never thought about it in soup for the pot stickers. So that's mm-hmm. really great tip. So next up, uh, switching to a meat, even though that had mm-hmm. chicken in it, but sw- switching <laughs> to one of their meat products, mm-hmm. uh, their pork belly, which is really fantastic. I love it. How do yeah. you, if you've used it, how do you um, up-level that? Yeah, so I've used this actually when I think I was doing like a, a Whole30 recipe that I made um, with, um, so I, you know, you slice the pork belly and you kind of, I like to cook it kind of low and slow until like kind of the fat renders and it gets like mm-hmm. crunchy. Um, and then I also make a soup. I'm a big soup girl, as you can <laughs> tell. I think a lot of the recipes I mentioned have been soups. Um, but I like to make like a ramen. So I, I do the pork belly. I will boil, soft boil an egg. Um, and then one way to make it, you know, look, keep it low carb is to use the hearts of palm pasta. Um mm not real pasta, it's hearts of palm, but to put that in there, um, you know, chicken broth, obviously, uh, and, you know, adding uh, your herbs, you you know, cilantro, green onion, um, some of the, oh, what is that seasoning that has like um, sesame seeds and Mm -mm. mori in it? Yeah. (laughs) Adding that uh, seasoning as well. Oh, that that sounds amazing too. And, and, you know, it's perfect because we are getting into soup weather, you know, fall is tomorrow, Mm -hmm. technically, um, at the time of us recording this. So Mm -hmm. it's it's perfect to get like your fall soup fix on um, if you wanted to. And the seasoning is the uh, furry cocky. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, (laughs) Gold lid, I believe. Yes. yes. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I think we have some downstairs. So yeah, it's so good. Speaking of seasonings, um, another thing I love that I discovered probably a year ago is the everything but the elote seasoning. Uh, mm-hmm. So elote, Mexican street style corn, I believe. Um, but the seasoning is delicious and flavorful. Uh, how would you mm-hmm. use that? Or what are you, what are your favorite things to use that on? So I love using it like if I'm making tacos, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, putting it, it with the meat. Um, and then another like basic way that you can like, just really get the everything, but the elote taste is putting it, um, sprinkling it in a bag of popcorn. Like if mm. you just, you know, popped a fresh bag of popcorn, I love to like sprinkle that in there. Um, and it's really good. And Trader Joe's today, uh, apparently I haven't seen it, but people were posting, um, they have like a new cheddar seasoning. That's kind of like everything, but the elote, but I guess just not like the Mexican flavors, but it's like perfect for popcorn too. They have just like a cheddar uh, seasoning. Oh, nice. I'll have to check that out. Um, Mm -hmm. I have tried everything but the elote on popcorn and it is very good, Um, but I've not tried it on anything else, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know. I I was like, I put it in my meat sometimes, but then I'm like, the best way to get the flavor is really just putting it on something plain. So I'm sure, you know, for the, uh, for people who, you know, like tofu and stuff, um, putting it with tofu would be good too. Nice. So another seasoning I was thinking of is their sofrito seasoning, um, which, uh, you know, I've only had it one time, but I, I, I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Uh, have you used it and how would you use it? Yeah. So I've used it. Um, Trader Joe's has a, and I've only, I only see this sometimes. I don't see it all the time, but they have like a pesto chicken that's already marinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so I like put it with that pasta. Like I, I like to, so sorry, it's not pasta, it's chicken, but then yeah. I like to make pasta on the side. So it's like the pesto chicken. I have like some spaghetti. Um, and then I'll do a sauce that's just like olive oil, butter, garlic. And then I put sprinkle that pasta with sofrito and then have the pesto chicken on the side. Um, and another way, good way to have it is if you're making a charcuterie board, um, and if you have um, like sourdough or some type of bread on the charcuterie board, I love to have like um, a little ramekin of good olive oil. And then I like to put the sofrito in there too. So you can oh. dip it and it's so good. Oh, I never thought about that. Um, mm-hmm. it, you do really well with like these, using these sauces in unconventional <laughs> ways as well. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> Even though so Frida's more of like a tomato-based seasoning, right? But um, yeah, it's like kind of thick. Yeah, it's like bigger because or like the, the, the pieces of spice in there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, you see the tomatoes and everything in there. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I it's, it's good. But um, I have one final one and I know we already did pork belly, but yeah. uh, there is another pork related item that I think is really, really good. And it is the shredded pork. And yes, um, the- I forget the, the name pork, of it. It's pork carnitas. I, pork I just, carnitas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the pork carnitas. I think that's really delicious. And um, I was curious, again, uh, their prepared foods are great. Like you mentioned the marinated yeah. chicken, similar. How do you leverage that? Yeah. So I love to put them on nachos. And I think nachos are also like one of my favorite, like easy you know, you can whip them up in 15 minutes or less meals. Um, Mm -hmm. so I love doing pork carnitas nachos and, you know, the, the meat is already prepared. All you have to do is like microwave it, Mm -hmm. um, I think three minutes and then it's, it, it it falls apart so easily. And then you can just put it on some, on top of some chips, cheese, um, you know, sour cream, if you want all the good stuff and then put it in the oven on broil until the cheese starts to melt. And then you have like a delicious, um, Delicious loaded. So Tracy, it was so lovely having you on the show. I hope because we're in the same neighborhood, we uh, yeah. can meet up sometime. Yes, have, I would love coffee, that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. But if my listeners want to follow you, um, get their hands on your cookbook, make some of these five ingredient recipes, how do they do that? Yes. So my Instagram is at Tracy Joes and it's Tracy with an E-Y. Um, my website is tracyjoes.com. And my cookbook is titled Cooking with Five Ingredients from Trader Joe's.